Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Be seated. Not too many years ago, if you were going on a trip, driving in your car, you needed something called a map. Some of you might remember what that is. It was a large piece of paper folded up, which, when you unfolded it, showed you all the main roads in a state or region. It was hard to unfold while you were driving, even harder to fold back up, and if your passenger was holding it, it blocked your view out the windows. It couldn't get you exactly where you wanted to go, but it could get you close. If you wanted to know the smaller roads, you needed another map of a county or something. Somehow we managed to get where we needed to be. And sadly, our children will never experience the joy of trying to fold one of those back up properly. But then came the internet, and you could get directions online. No more giant pile of paper maps in the car. You could just log on, type the address where you were going, and and print out the step-by-step directions. It was awesome. Unless you forgot to print out the directions or needed to go to a different address, then it was back to the old paper maps. But today we have GPS. You used to need a separate device for that, but now anybody with a smartphone can just type in the address and get the directions anywhere, at any time, to wherever you want to go. I bring all that up because today we're starting on a journey through a new church year. And the Holy Gospel we always hear on this day tells us where we're going. For if you're going on a journey, you need to know where you're going. So today is our map, or GPS. And where we're headed is Jerusalem and the cross of Jesus. That is our destination, for it was Jesus' destination. And as disciples or followers of Jesus... We will follow him there. So this season of Advent really isn't getting ready for Christmas. That's just our first stop along the way. The birth of Jesus on our way to the death and resurrection of Jesus. It will be a familiar journey. Some of you have taken this a great many times, a well-worn road for you. We'll meet familiar people on the way. John the Baptist, Mary and Joseph, lepers, Pharisees, King Herod, Pontius Pilate, and more. We'll go to familiar places, to Bethlehem, Nazareth, the Sea of Galilee, Capernaum, and more. And we'll hear familiar stories, just like at a family gathering. But even though the journey is familiar, it is always different. 
Not because the route or the people or the places or the stories change, but because we do. You see things you never saw before. You hear things in a new way. We relate to things differently when we're 90 than when we were 9. So the journey isn't boring, but always new. And the joy at arriving at the destination, no less. So we set off again today, the first Sunday in a new church year, to follow our Lord to Jerusalem. But just as important as knowing where we are going is to know why we are going. You see, that's the mistake the people in Jesus' day made. They got the where right, but they got the why wrong. When they hailed Jesus as their king, crying out Hosanna and spreading their cloaks and palm branches on the road, it was to welcome, they thought, an earthly king on an earthly throne with an earthly kingdom. That's why six days later looked like such a bitter defeat with a bloody and battered Jesus dead on a cross. They didn't realize this was Jesus' destination. When those nails went through his hands and the cross was lifted up and put in its place, the GPS said, you've arrived at your destination. And Pontius Pilate was exactly right, although he didn't know it. When he put that title above Jesus' head, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews, marking the cross as Jesus' throne. It was. That's exactly where he was going, and from there, he would bestow upon his subjects the greatest of all gifts, the forgiveness of sins. Now, sadly, some don't think that much of a gift because they, and sometimes we, still get the why wrong. Wanting Jesus still to be a king of this world. Bestowing gifts that will make our life here better, happier, richer, or fuller. And if he doesn't, well then he's not much of a king. If we don't get what we want, if our life isn't going according to our plan, if we wind up bloodied and battered as he was by the things and the people of this world and life. But when we get to Jerusalem, we find out just how great a gift it really is. For who Isaiah talked about today, the prophet that we heard, wasn't just Old Testament Israel. He was talking about us too. It is we who have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds, the best that we can do, are like a polluted garment. It is we who fade like a leaf, 
and our iniquities, our guilt, like the wind, take us away. It is we who sinned, and with us in our sin the Lord is angry. We are the clay misshapen and deformed by sin that deserve for the divine potter, our creator, to just smash us down. We are the ones who deserve to be on that cross, pierced with the nails of divine justice. But when we get to Jerusalem, We're not. We're not there. Jesus is. In our place. The clean one is unclean. The righteous one is unrighteous. The innocent one is declared guilty. He becomes what we are. All that is ours is placed on him. And he is taken away in death. Our death. As the king who came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life for the life of the world. That's the why. Not so you can be happy or rich or full or better off, but so that you be hosannaed, saved. Which means Jerusalem is our destination, but not our final destination. On the third day, when Jesus' tomb was found empty, all the earthly GPSs were going crazy, recalculating, recalculating. There was an unexpected turn. Unexpected for the women, for the twelve, for the guards, for the Jewish leaders. But not for God. His GPS was working exactly right. It is ours that sin broke. But for the father, the death of his son was never going to be the final destination. He died to defeat death. To rise from the dead and start the second leg of our journey. To the new Jerusalem. The Jerusalem where there is no death, only life. Because death is the wage of sin. And our sin has been atoned for by Jesus' blood. So no sin, no death. And so our journey through the church here and to Jerusalem brings us here every week. Not just to hear again where we're going, and not just to have our GPS reset from another week of getting lost and making wrong turns and bad decisions, but to receive that atonement, to be washed in the blood of Jesus' forgiveness, and to eat and drink the body and blood that hosannahed us. That's what Paul was talking about when he wrote to the Corinthians. That's what sustains us, sustaining us guiltless until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, the day of his return. Because we're not guiltless. It's only when our guilt is constantly taken away, forgiven, that we are without guilt. 
without sin, spot, blemish, blame, or anything that could separate us from Jesus. He came and united himself to us to unite us to him. And so we also are united to one another, one fellowship in him, traveling companions, if you will. For while Jesus took this journey alone, we never do. Even in this time of COVID separation and isolation, we are united in our Savior, in our Jesus, by his Spirit given to us. And so we are enriched, as Paul told the Corinthians, with true riches, not of this world, but eternal. And so what we sang in the intro today really is true, and not just historically, but also for us today. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation. Yes, that's history. But it is also happening here and now, as our king is coming and forgiving us and feeding us and speaking to us. And it is true as our Lord is coming again in glory. When the gates of the new Jerusalem are finally opened to us once and for all. When all of our GPSs can finally be turned off. Because we'll never need them again. We'll be there at our destination. Never to leave. So that's what we prayed for in the collect of the day earlier. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, Advent, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. And come, he did. Come, he does. And come, he will. Because only he can get us safely to our destination. There is no other way to the new Jerusalem than him. His death and resurrection, his forgiveness, his life from the dead. So as we begin the journey again today, this first Sunday of a new church year, the journey to Jerusalem and the new Jerusalem, we do so in repentance For when we get the why wrong, when we sin and veer off the way, we do so also with joy, hearing the word of forgiveness and life spoken to us here. And we do so in thanksgiving at the faithfulness of our God who always, always keeps his word. So we'll travel to Bethlehem in a few weeks and see the baby Jesus. We'll continue to the Jordan and see Jesus baptized for us. We'll follow him through Galilee and hear his gracious and life-giving words. We'll cry out our hosannas and see him on the cross. We'll sing our alleluias when he rises from the dead. Familiar places, familiar stories, familiar people our brothers and sisters in Christ. How many have taken this journey before us? How many still to come? But for us all, one 
and the same destination. The throne of David, not on earth, but in heaven. And the son of David, seated on that throne, who on that day will say to you, welcome home. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.